Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I am your host, Ryan McGuire. This is a podcast I created to help all of us on this journey we call life. There's a lot that life throws our way, whether good or bad, and there are so many things we just don't understand. So I sit down with people from all over the world with different backgrounds, different talents, different knowledge, and great advice to help all of us understand life just a little better and apply these tools to our lives to help make us better and happier people. And in this episode, I was very happy to sit down with Sharif Fuad, who is the owner and founder of Raleigh Raw in Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, Raleigh Raw is a place I've actually been to numerous times before, but I've never met Sharif and I have never done the juice cleanse. And I contacted Sharif and I really wanted to dive deep into what a juice cleanse is, how it works, the science behind it. And honestly, there was no one better to ask than Sharif and you're about to find out why. He goes into how he started his business and got into juicing. Uh, It was actually because his father became really sick with cancer and he wanted to find an alternative route other than chemotherapy and all the medications which was nearly a decade ago, and his dad is alive and doing well. So what worked for his dad can work for a lot of us, whether we have an illness or not. Sharif explains how juicing can bring so many different benefits to a variety of different people. And this is something that he has studied and researched for so long. Honestly, his knowledge blew me away. I obviously knew he knew a lot about juicing and juice cleanses, But wow, his knowledge literally blew me away, and you're about to find out why. And the cool thing is, is I actually started my juice cleanse, my three-day juice cleanse with Raleigh Raw the day I recorded this podcast. So I had just started that morning and had so many questions about what to expect. But I thought it was pretty cool that I got to start a juice cleanse and talk to the owner of the juice bar the same day. And I plan on doing a follow-up episode on how the whole juice cleanse went. But he also gives really good information about supplements and what people should consider putting into smoothies. I really wanted to know what he thought about that as well. So if you've ever wondered what the benefits of juicing are or have considered doing a juice cleanse, this is a great podcast for you to listen to. But honestly, there's just so much more information than just the benefits of juicing on this episode. So I can't wait for you all to listen to this. So without further ado, here is Sharif Fuad, owner of Rally Raw. Sharif, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? Really well. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this. Um, you are the founder of of Raleigh Raw here in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm based in Durham now. I've lived in Raleigh for about 10 years now. You guys have such a great reputation from a lot of people I know, coworkers, friends. Um, 
And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm super happy to have you. I have a lot of questions for you, but first and foremost, I want you to introduce yourself to all of our listeners. Yeah. My name is Sharif. And as you said, the founder of Raleigh Raw is a, a juice bar that has evolved into, um, offer a lot more just unprocessed food that feel fuel the, the body and the, and the heart and the relationships and the spirit. Um, I'm big into music and that's, uh, especially hip hop and that's infused, uh, very obviously and covertly into the brand. Um, and then I'm also really big into human connection and, and authentic expression. And those are really big, um, pinnacles of, of, of what we drive and what we talk about consistently. And it's always in the messaging. And so those are, you know, Raleigh Raw is just kind of an expression of the things that I hold dear and is also a response to the things that I've become disenfranchised about the thing that the so-called messaging of, of, of like public narratives that we've been force fed in society that um, over time, all of us, um, tend to start to poke holes in that messaging and see that there's a lot of falsehoods. And so, you know, you can complain about it or you can start to create responses to that. And so that's what, you know, years ago when I was getting frustrated with um, the things that society tells me are the ways to climb the ladder, I started coming up with my own answers and then kind of infusing those revelations into this business. This is awesome. Uh, we'll touch on that momentarily because I do want to ask you about some of that false messaging. Um, so I guess your love for hip hop has a lot to do with the names of the juices that I have started to drink now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That was one of the questions I had to ask you. I was like, where did these names come from? What's your favorite name that you chose for, for the drink? Um, I like the Ninth Wonder, which is our ninth juice that we come up came up with. Um, it's our only juice that doesn't have fruit or fructose in it. Um, it's a very heavily green juice. And that's, uh, that's named after a producer named Ninth Wonder, who, who, who's done a lot of really great, uh, he, he's known for sampling like 1970s in, in soul music, and then bringing that into modern day hip hop. And then he did some, some records for Jay-Z, which made him like internationally known, and he's out of Durham. And so the reason I love it is because it's not only a nod to my favorite genre, but also to the hometown. And uh, many years ago, I think five years ago, we were walking next to each other at RDU at the airport and we had never met, but we were both eyeing each other. Him because, me because obviously I knew that was Ninth Wonder and, and him because he saw my Raleigh Raw hat and, and had seen that we were like talking about him. And then we have mutual friends that asked his okay uh, for that. And so, um, we, I was like, Hey man, you know, we named a juice after you. And he was like, I knew that was you. And then, That's we started awesome. and then he came into the shop, uh, recently. Um, also the Cole world, Jay Z or, uh, J Cole. Uh, I ran into him at a dreamville event. I'm friends with his manager and, uh, told J Cole about it. And he's now he gets cases of the Cole world for the dreamville concert. Uh, for all the performers, which is really cool. That's awesome. Did you have any idea this would happen after you started the business? No, I mean, I wasn't really look. The thing is, it, the interesting thing about the names of the juices is they don't always go over well. Like Questlove, um, we have he supports a lot of our business and some of the things we've done. Like we did an Ebony initiative, which is one of our raw you, you members. Um, named Ebony came up with the idea that we take donations and right when the pandemic began 
and take donations from the public and use that to pay for food that we would drop off at um, first responders and people working directly with COVID patients right when it all began. So Questlove heard of it, um, was a big uh, proponent of, our, of a lot of our projects, but he didn't like that we were using his name and he wanted to get like money that far more money that we could ever have right like, you know make, being a local juice bar so we changed that name to quest so he was, <laughs> he, he was cool i don't but blame I mean, you we have a good relationship with him but um but you know money's money and and i get it it's business yeah no that's really cool but before we get too far down that road i'd like to learn more about you and how you got more into the world of juicing and then ended up opening a business. Um, I, I read your about on your website, but I want you to go into more detail about how you got into juicing. Yeah. So it was 2010. I had just got laid off from my job in New York city and um, was trying to find a place to live. And I wanted to go to like a boom town. So I had narrowed it, narrowed it down to Austin, Texas in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I didn't know anyone in either one. So it really just didn't matter where I ended up. It was just going to be a 50-50. So, um, but then I heard my father got cancer and both my parents already had diabetes at the time. So me looking for a place to live and then him, me also thinking about trying to get his, his diet back on track. I moved in with him while I got on my feet. Over that year, I was bartending in Washington, D.C. because they live in Northern Virginia. Okay. And I was getting really, really good at, at bartending. Um, I had already also bartended a little bit in New York City as a side job. Um, I took those skills and started making him really delicious uh, juices and smoothies and just using natural, raw, unprocessed foods to help um, combat the cancer and, and keep his body at pH high and high. Um, it was a lot of success with that. At the time, I also was struggling with alcohol because I was living in New York City through my whole 20s. Right. And so moving back in with strict Muslim parents caused both of us now to have to be far more conscious of our consumption. Like we just had to. He wasn't going to allow me to get away with drinking. I wasn't going to allow him to get away with eating uh, food that was going to lead to cancer. So we were both kind of keeping each other accountable. And we've created a new bond in my adulthood around this idea of conscious consumption. And when I really think about what was driving me to drink and what drives anyone to do any kind of um, distraction or pleasure seeking is really it's an innate draw yearning for connection. And so both of these things are getting fit are getting met here in this new relationship with my pops. So this conscious consumption and human connection, I keep circling around these two terms and I just deduce really a lot of my motivation to these two ideas. And so Raleigh Raw was, was uh, I moved to Raleigh and then I started uh, juicing for some of our neighbors. And, and, you know, I was like, there's no juice bars in North Carolina. And 20, this was 2011, there was zero. Mm -hmm. um, there weren't even salad shops. There wasn't anything. You'd have to go to like Whole Foods to the salad bar. That was the extent of it. And so got into all of that, started bartending in Raleigh, started the brand, made a bunch of t-shirts, threw them on my fellow bartenders. They were all repping it, made, cut them up with scissors, threw crop tops on the girls and made it sexy. And then started bringing bottles to the bar. And when people were hung over, I was just throwing bottles out and started building the brand, like kind of like selling mixtapes out of a trunk. You know? <laughs> and so, well, that's, that's so awesome. So yeah. awesome to have. Did you always have that entrepreneurship side to you? Um, yeah. I mean, my dad is an entrepreneur and, um, 
I, I don't, I get, yeah, I guess I like sold, sold candy and hustled even in, in high school and stuff. But like, um, I think it's a little bit of entrepreneurship and it's also a lot of, as I said earlier, like disenfranchisement. Like mm-hmm. I know, like I, I didn't get promoted in my corporate jobs. Like I, I don't respond well to authority. I don't like being told that I should follow someone else's path. And so I think that this is really like my only option. Like, otherwise I'd be bartending or DJing forever. You know, Mm -hmm. like I had to create something that I saw value in. Otherwise I'm not intrinsically motivated. And when I'm not intrinsically motivated, then I start to numb, which is what leads me to the alcohol and distractions. And so I needed to replace that something with with creation, something that's coming from me. It's being expressed, which again, expression is such a big part of the business. So like all of these things that people feel that they resonate with when they come to this cafe, are things that I've struggled with. And since I struggled with them, I've mastered them, or at least I've gotten a really very strong grasp and understanding of these things, connection, addiction, authenticity, creation, expression, these things I consider to be the most important facets of life. And so I infuse it everywhere into, into this the experience at Raleigh Raw. That's so awesome. Can I ask you, where did this knowledge come from of juicing? Where did you get this inspiration and information from? Yeah. So once I started specifically getting into, I started understanding like what methods have worked to cure cancer. And, and, and so I started getting into juicing specifically because of my dad had had prostate cancer and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And um, they're not approved. They're not talked about by FDA. And so there's a lot, there's a Gerson therapy, which is um, an institute that is right over the U.S. border in Tijuana that successfully takes stage four and stage four cancer and, and gets it back into remission with no chemo and radiation. So I went down deep down the rabbit hole, read every single book and YouTube video I could about juicing. And I literally mastered, I understand every single type of juicer. I became HACCP certified at NC State, which is hazard analysis, critical control point, which is understanding the pathogens that might be found in something that doesn't get pasteurized. And so understanding the, the downside, the risks of having raw food and, or, and mitigating that in order to really exploit the benefits. So I really went deep, really, really, really deep over the last decade with this stuff. And, um, and juicing was, was the best thing is the, you have the most phytonutrients, the most micronutrients, the most live enzymes than any medication could give you. And no one was really convinced. And so four of my family members got cancer. The mm. only one who didn't die was my father. Cause he's the only one who didn't take chemo and radiation. And so I thought, I mean, to me, that is evidence into a lot of people that say that's still inconclusive. You can't mm-hmm. draw that corollary, but that's been, a, you know, we attract a lot of people that come in and they tell us their success stories and usually their stories corroborate or match up to some of this stuff. Wow. Yeah. It's honestly, it's amazing how much your diet contributes to how you feel, how healthy you are. And I think, I feel like the thing that people, you know, first comes to mind is like taking medicine or go see a doctor and start taking pills for it instead of actually fixing what they eat and what's on the insides. This is exactly why I wanted to interview you. I didn't know all these details, but this is exactly what I was looking for. So I hope people hear this and will find another way, a healthier way to deal with their, their issues and their illnesses. Yeah. And like, 
I haven't stopped. Like I've just become more obsessive and, and, and it, and it doesn't end with juicing. Like juicing is one tool in the toolbox. Like, as you can probably tell, my face is very swollen. I, uh, this morning, the reason I couldn't meet you, cause I had, the, I told you I had a meeting on the books. Mm-hmm. There was actually a combo ceremony. Um, combo is when you, um, when you take frog, frog venom and in wow. your body responds to, it, which is why I'm still having like a, a it's still coming, calming down right now. But um, a shaman applies it to your shoulder and burns it into your shoulder. And um, it was my first time doing it. So I wanted to allow the whole morning to to do it. And the idea is that it creates like an autoimmune response to it. It doesn't get in the bloodstream, but it creates a, a response. And it's, it's ancient therapy that's been used in, in the jungles, in the Amazonian jungles for thousands of years. And it fights off. I mean, even so I got four dots for okay. um, four marks today or no six. I got six today, which is a lot, but I'm 180 pounds. So that was about right. They say that like with the shaman was telling me that, you know, young infants get one dot just to get them assimilated to it went back, you know, in these old tribes. And it could be dangerous if people have heart conditions. So you got to vet it out and make sure that like p- people are ready to do this because it gets a bad rap for, you know, for shamans who don't clearly vet out their patients that come to, to do this. And of course, it's not approved by FDA, but neither is juicing and anything else that I've found success in. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that it just it eliminates um, inflammation. And so like, it's a, it's another tool in my toolbox, like for, to make my body healthy, whether it be for COVID, like, you know, to, or to, to build the immune response, um, to fight against psoriasis, it could be candida, all these things. Like there's so many different things, autoimmune, um, gut issues that combo can fight against. There's other plant medicines like ayahuasca and all these things. And I'm not saying that like, I'm a big proponent of all of these things. What I am a big proponent is not allowing the law or just like the common narrative to dictate what's healthy because most of these come, unless they don't have a vested interest. Like if there's someone who, who benefits monetarily for giving you advice, then I'm going to have questions. Like that's, I'm skeptical there. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't, if if you're, if someone's telling me that I'm going to get healthy eating fruits and vegetables and I can go get that from someone other than purchasing it from them, I can just go to a store. Why would that person be lying to me? Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't have a dog in the fight. Right. Right. And so that, so I started looking into remedies that, um, that the motive behind them were really genuinely about healing and not about a profit motive. And whenever there is profit motive, I question it. So like, naturally, I'm going to question vaccines and naturally, that doesn't mean I'm anti-vax. It means that it doesn't fall in line with the ethos that has served me as an individual for the Mm -hmm. last decade, Mm -hmm. because the 30 years before that decade, I did follow blindly and it has, and it led me to places I would never return to. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And, you know, I see how other countries have like their FDA regulations and all that stuff. It's like, why isn't America like the same? Why don't we eat the same foods? Or why do we have so much crap that's in our foods probably causing this inflammation and cancer? It drives me nuts that all these other countries are like doing it properly. Like I remember speaking of ayahuasca, my sister uh, a couple of years ago went to uh, Costa Rica 
and to do the ayahuasca ceremony. And while she was there, she's like, the fruit there is incredible. Everything yeah. is just picked right out of the ground. And the way they eat is amazing. It's like, why are we so processed and everything here is all money. Everything comes down to money. So it's not a lack of knowledge. It's in, fa- in fact, the, the knowledge gets suppressed and it is, it is all a profit motive. It's terrible. And I, you know, I, where did you grow up? Um, my first four years, I was, I was born in Egypt and grew up in Egypt. Okay. So my native language, native tongue is Arabic. Okay. And then, and then um, we came over to Boston for just a few short months. So I don't really remember that. And then, and then we settled in Reston, Virginia, which is okay. um, a suburb of Washington, D.C. that's home to most government contracts. Gotcha. Um, so it's like a bustling city of, of very corporate Defense, Department of Defense type businesses mm-hmm. like Northrop Grumman and Lockheed Martin and stuff. And the reason I asked that was just I was curious if you grew up with the food pyramid. Do you recall that at all? I did. Yeah. So I went to school in Reston, and, and and I remember that the things that were on it were like wheat and dairy and all of these super inflammatory things. And and I and I thought that they just didn't know that like. When I look back on that, when I was in high school, I was like, oh, they're so stupid. You know, they, it's just like how like, you know, cocaine was in Coca-Cola back, you know, they didn't know, right? (laughs) And I'm like, wait, they did know. And it was just like, it was, it was those industries were lobbying. I didn't Mm -hmm. understand the idea of lobbying back in high school, like that you can literally just pay to have a a law created that, that makes your, that helps your business. So so I remember about five years ago, I just did an episode of intermittent fasting, which is something I still do. I don't do for the next three days because I'm drinking your juices, but I do intermittent fasting. And I remember listening to something a year, a few years back when I started it saying that it was the cereal companies who paid to have the slogan breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Yeah. Because there's a lot of falsehoods behind that. And the people who have the calorie restricted diets end up being healthier. And it's just all these cereals are all sugars and all that stuff anyway. So yeah, it was, uh, it was Edward Bernays, who was the, the nephew of Sigmund Freud um, back in the 30s. Um, he understood psychology as his whole family did very, very acutely. And he was hired to attach bacon to the breakfast, to attach dairy to like, uh, to, to make milk, the milk campaign built, um, the diamond to marriage. Like, so, so like, he wow. Was, okay. he, was, he was hired by these industries to attach whatever they were selling to a custom, uh, a norm that was already in society. So that way you would pair it and you can't have breakfast now without bacon. You can't have marriage now without buying a diamond, right? Mm-hmm. And so the so it was Edward Bernays, who was just a brilliant psychologist, brilliant in, well, he wasn't truly a psychologist, but he used psychology for marketing. And that's the, the whole problem. He has a book called Propaganda. He has a book called Crystallizing Public Opinion. He has all these books that, I've, that I dove deep into, and then the governments and the CIA and all these companies and different companies, different governments, not just American government, would hire him and his agency to have different, um, you know, messaging, whether it be a lot, a lot of it was for war, like to to galvanize uh, the a following for to to for a company for a country to go into war without getting the, the, the backlash that we got in Vietnam, for example, right? 
So Edward Bernays was, was largely behind. And then they started, ever since then, they've been using those strategies ever since he passed away. But he he's the godfather of that stuff. Wow, I was unaware. And now I'll do more research into that. And by the way, Sharif, you're going to be coming on this podcast again sometime in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you have some crazy knowledge I need to tap into. Um, we're going to go down uh, one of these roads here in juicing. But I know you said, you've brought up inflammation a few times. Inflammation is something I'm hearing more and more and more of and how that's the root cause of so many issues. Um, so how have you learned to combat inflammation recently? So, like inflammation is the issue. It's the, it's what causes every underlying degenerative and like your degenerative disease. Like you're seeing, like in my face, I'm seeing it in the camera. Like this is inflammation. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's, that's why I love this. It's my first time doing combo. And I'm like, and it was a miserable experience for anybody watching. Like, it's not fun, but like, this is, the response that it creates and then it, it then it arms your body with the ability to fight inflammation naturally because of the experience that it prompts it to do you know and so I, inflammation is the root of cancer all autoimmune um most inflammation can be fought by the gut the, the reason why it doesn't is because um we if we've taken allopathic medications most um, guilty, most implicated is the, the antibiotic. If you've taken a, a large degree or even a medium degree of antibiotics, then you're going to eradicate your body's ability to fight off inflammation. And so that it's the microbiome that, mm -hmm. that they say is like the brain, the other is the second brain that can handle this stuff. And then you don't need to go into all of these like alternative medicines and all these things. But if but you do if if that's been eradicated by by taking it's just like a nuclear bomb you take antibiotics and then and it's good because it, it for an emergency it's going to get rid of the thing that might be that could be fatal for example but mm -hmm. it's indiscriminate that's the issue mm -hmm. it doesn't just get rid of the bad and then leave the good it's just a bomb it just it gets rid of everything and then you've got to start all over and so you've got to know how to then implement something new and create new um you know microorganisms in the gut. I love this stuff. And this is the stuff that I feel like everyone really should know. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's not pill for everything. Like, you know, you have right. to like change what you eat and put in your body. And yeah, I know the research behind the microbiome and the gut and all the bacteria and stuff is just booming. And a lot of people still don't really know it. And I've been uh, talking recently to like functional medicine, functional doctors. It's just yes. like, why does this cost freaking hundreds of dollars to go and that to go take a pill that's probably causing inflammation cost me $5 because of my insurance, you know, and it's just yeah. so backwards. I mean, one thing before we get off of that point is for anybody listening, functional medicine has been, to me, it's like where the, the shamans and stuff that I'm obsessed with and allopathic medicine converge. Mm. It's something that everyone can really get behind. So if you're not going to go as far as to burn yourself with a combo and do ayahuasca, cool. Look, <laughs> at least look at functional medicine, because here's why I like it. So the point you just made, Ryan, is that not everything is for everybody and there isn't a magic bullet, bullet cure. What functional medicine says is let's do a panel of your specific blood and uh, fecal matter and urine. And let's go, let's get an idea of what your situation is. As, so that way you're not taking what works for me. And so I did that just a couple of weeks ago. I did an entire panel. I sent them every time I sent them 10 vials of every type of 
of specimen they can awesome. get. So I mean, awesome. I, I paid thousands of dollars for this, right? So now I know that I'm vitamin D deficient because I don't eat a ton of meat, right? And then I know that, um, that like that I, I don't have an enzyme that assimilates all this stuff because I'm eating, like I'm juicing getting so many nutrients, but my vitamins don't reflect the insane amount of nutrients that I'm consuming. Well, why is that? I'm missing an enzyme that helps to appropriate and assimilate that. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm taking that. So these are things that are specific to me. So I can't just get up and be an influencer and talk about how people need this enzyme and how people need vitamin D because maybe they don't. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we go to Instagram and we are looking for this wide net of advice that and that's just not the way the body works. Like we need something that's specific to us. And so, it, you know, that's that's why functional medicine is. And that's why I don't even promote juicing, because like if for you, if you're intermittent fasting, if I had known that. I would have given you that ninth wonder, which is the juice that doesn't have fruit. And I I'll do say, that later. I'll come back and do it again. <laughs> drink, yeah, drink, drink the ninth wonder okay. first because then you won't have an insulin spike in the morning. Mm. And so your body will be used to that behavior. Okay. Right? And, and so, and, and the ninth wonder is not in the cleanse. So I would switch out one of them. Right. And then that would push. So really you might, you, you're not, you know, you're breaking your fast early, but your body won't really go into like an insulin spike or it might stay in a ketosis or some similar form mm -hmm. where you're going to feel like a lot like you're fasting. And so that's how we should be treating um, health. You know, I could not agree more. Um, are you, so you're, are you taking vitamin D now or what supplements yeah, or vitamins so, are you taking? So they gave they, they told me my magnesium was low. So I'm taking that and then vitamin D and then that enzyme thing. Um, and so the vitamin D they say has got to be a liquid, um, in order for it to be most bioavailable, okay. which I agree. Um, one point I want to make, which is why I love juicing is because the second you dehydrate a root or a vegetable or a micronutrient from its raw unprocessed plant form, and you pulverize it into a powder and you put it into a capsule or as a smoothie add on, even though we sell smoothie add ons like spirulina, I will tell you that if you got a jar of flash frozen spirulina algae, which costs $120, that's why we don't do it. It's far more nutrient, nutrient dense than getting a tablespoon of, the, of spirulina in a powder. So like the liquid, unprocessed, raw, unadulterated form is what your body has evolved to consume and absorb over thousands and thousands and thousands of years, right? You think that like the body has been used to absorbing a certain type of nutrients a certain way. And then only in the last 50 years have we introduced the capsule and the powder and all of that. And you think the body's just going to adjust millions of years and then, and then it's just going to jump right over to us assimilating nutrients that way. There's no way. Yeah. So you have to bring it back to what has worked and what the, what the body's evolved towards. So even when it comes to like meats, it's like, the bones and the broth and all of that stuff is like that. There's a reason why dogs go after bones. It's mm -hmm. so that they can, they bury them too. So that way they know that there's marrow. And if the shit hits the fan and they get, and they're starving and they can't find food anywhere, they have a bone that has highly nutrient dense marrow inside of it hidden somewhere. Right. And so like, that's something we should be paying attention to behavior of all living beings and taking, taking notes. I couldn't agree more. Um, your knowledge knows no limits, apparently. <laughs> it's funny you said vitamin D because I actually did a podcast with uh, functional medicine 
doctor a couple months ago and I was deficient in vitamin D because of that. I got my levels checked and I was deficient. Now I'm taking vitamin D. I'm also taking vitamin D plus K because it apparently needs vitamin K to help absorb a little better. So there's, that's the thing. That's that because a lot of times it's K and D are found in the same Mm. food sources. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to separate them out, then it's, it doesn't like your body doesn't know how to absorb it because it's used to, to deriving those nutrients from their whole food forms, Mm. not from capsules and powders. And just to hit on vitamin D real quick for a second, vitamin D is proven to help fight viruses a la COVID. And we are in the middle of a pandemic. A lot of us aren't getting sunlight. We're staying indoors. Yeah. Vitamin D. So everybody, please, at least at the very least check that if not everything else. Um, We can get into juicing. Let's get into juicing right here. Okay. So as I, as I said, I am starting day one. I'm doing a three-day cleanse with Rally Raw with you. I appreciate it. I'm going to get feedback and how I feel throughout. Yeah. I've already had two of them so far. What am I, what am I getting into? Um, so what are some of the benefits of juicing that I should be looking for? The biggest thing is what we just went over, which is that you're getting the the vitamins, the micronutrient vitamin C and the, and the beta carotene, not in a pill. You're getting it in its raw food form. And the other thing is when a when a juicer, when when the when these whole foods, these fruits, vegetables, and roots go through a juicer, it's essentially going through the machine version of a digestive system. That's what a juicer is. What does your digestive system do when you consume food? It separates the nutrients from the cell walls, which are the fiber, and then it processes the fiber, uses the fiber to move everything through the intestines and out through the colon, right? That's what the fiber is for. But then the nutrients goes into the bloodstream. Well, that's what exactly what a juicer does. Juicer, you put everything through the juicer, then the fiber is the compost that gets removed. And now all that's left is just the juice that goes right into the bloodstream, it's just the liquid. And so when you remove the fiber in comp- versus like, let's say a smoothie, which you keep all the fiber in, if I were to have, this is probably 32 ounce glass, mm-hmm. it would take me two pounds, 32 ounces is two pounds of produce to fill this in a smoothie. Mm-hmm. But when I remove all the fiber, if I were to fill this with juice, it would take me like five pounds of produce because I'd, I'd have so much room to fill this thing up because I got rid of all the fiber, which is what takes up the physical space. And so I put, I can put five X the amount of nutrients in this than I could if I just blended it in a blender. So then that's why another reason. So the, the first reason was the bioavailability that's in juice versus in a capsule or in a medication. The second reason is the amount, just the sheer numbers of it's more than you could eat. I'm not going to sit here and eat five pounds of of vegetation, like in carrots and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So then Let's talk real quick about a dis- couple of disadvantages because yeah. it's not the holy grail. Um, because you can fit, fit so much, I could put 10 oranges in here. I would never want to eat 10 oranges, <laughs> but I'd easily drink 10 oranges if they right. were juiced. And now my blood sugar is going through the roof. So a disadvantage and why some people try to vilify juice is because it could be high in sugar. I didn't say it is, but if you don't know this, then you're just going to try to make your t- juice taste as best as possible. And you're going to do that by throwing in a bunch of fruit. And that's an issue because then your fructose, your blood sugar levels get, get too high. The other issue is 
what's in a smoothie that's not in a juice? Mm. We just talked about it is the fiber. Mm-hmm. Now, fiber is good. So someone who's trying to bash juice will say, well, I'm going to drink, well, juice isn't good because juice has no fiber. Cool. So, so just drink a smoothie also like right. just eat a salad also incorporate it, right? Have a, have a TV and a telephone. They do different <laughs> things. Like, like again, with this magic bullet cure, like you need to have an arsenal of things, right? And so juice is great because it's almost like an IV. So when you're dealing with cancer or like myself, I had some psoriasis and it's all going away. Um, it's a smoothie is not going to do it. I need higher amounts, especially as I, now I know why. I just found out last week, as I told you, I wasn't, I wasn't absorbing it all because I was missing this enzyme, which I'm now getting. That's I don't awesome. like that. The enzyme is in a pill because that goes against what I was saying. So I'm now, when I go back, I'm going to be like, Hey, what is this enzyme derived from? Mm-hmm. What whole food can I find this enzyme in? And then I'm going to go even further. That's all awesome. Right? The way that I really wish everyone approached it. Um, out of curiosity, so what's the purpose of the juice cleanse? What is it going to be doing for me over the next few days? So one is a way higher amount of nutrients that your body than your body is used to because of what we just explained, the method that allows for so much to fit in one, one bottle. Mm-hmm. The second is since your body is, or since the juicer is removing the, 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 the nutrients from the cell walls, then your body doesn't have to. And so what you're doing for three days is giving your digestive system a a vacation. It's the first time maybe all year or maybe ever that your body literally for three days didn't have to work to get the nutrients Mm. out of the food. The juicer did that work. Mm. And so you, you, it's a, it's a cleanse. It's a fast. It's, it's the same reason that a fast in every religion and every culture works is because you're, you get to your body gets a chance to stop. The difference is, it, it's not as excruciating as a cold fast because you're still getting the nutrients, you're still getting full and you're just, again, you're getting every type of vitamin. So those are the two things. It's just, it's a, it's a flush of, of micronutrients and phytonutrients is number one. And number two, the, the pause for your digestive system to take a break. Okay. That's, that's really good to know. Um, so I'm, I'm doing it for three days. You offer different uh, amounts of days. Um, what would you say, or what are the differences as far as benefits doing it longer and how long is too long? Yeah, I, I think that's always going to be specific to people. Um, go by how you feel. You can do blood tests. Like for me, I need, as I said, I need more vitamin D. And so I'm, I'm not finding them in those juices. So I wouldn't do a long one, but also um, it would be like, I think that your body gets used to it. So after three days, like what you'll find is day four is actually easier than day three. Day mm-hmm. five gets easier. It gets easier. Your body just kind of assimilates. Um, the disadvantage though, is you don't have protein and you don't have fats. It's just pretty much just carbs. Mm-hmm. And so um, what I think three day, five day is a really good reset because it's also an elimination. So what you might find is you didn't realize that you, you know, you always put cash or you put peanut butter. You always put some, there's something that's in your diet that now you've got five days away from. It might make you become aware that, wait, I feel really great right now. It's a partially because of all the nutrients coming in from the juice, but it might also be because of what I'm not consuming. Yeah. And so then that could 
So a longer cleanse could allow you to, to feel the benefits of something that you're eliminating in your diet. It's very true. The, that one thing for me right now is caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> Are we not allowed to drink coffee on this? I just want to confirm. Uh, no, coffee is highly acidic. And what you'll find is you'll go through withdrawal, you'll get headaches. Um, and then after that, you're like day three, which is, it'll be over by then for you because you're doing three day, but you won't really have the same desire for coffee. That's awesome. And I would urge you to try take advantage of that while your craving is the least that it's been in a while and replace coffee with matcha one um, half a teaspoon of matcha, which is very, very small amount matcha for anybody who's listening is essentially really high end green Japanese green tea leaves that are shade harvested. So they don't get blanched in the sun and they're pulverized into a powder. Now this is a leaf that's pulverized into a powder. So it's not, so it's already dried. And then you're drinking, instead of drinking the green tea, the water that was steeping in the tea, you're actually consuming the tea leaves themselves. So you can imagine if I were to just drink the water that was sitting around the tea versus consuming the tea, which is, that's the difference between green tea and matcha is can, mm-hmm. matcha is an actual leaf. Um, it's, a half a teaspoon is the same amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee, wow. okay. but it has L-theanine and it has these enzymes and these compounds that allow it to balance you. So you don't go up and then crash. It's like really nice and steady and mellow. So it's an amazing alternative because you still get the high degree of energy that a coffee drinker looks for. And the reason that a coffee drinker doesn't go to tea is because they don't want to drink steep, the steep stuff because it's not as strong as coffee. They need like the full thing right. matcha is the answer because it, it's the best of both worlds. I didn't realize that. I know it's a hot item on like, let's say the Starbucks menu, but well, I think Starbucks is throwing a bunch of sugar and all that like sweeteners and all that stuff with it too. So that's not the way to go either. Right. And not all matcha is created equal. Like we have a fair trade organic Japanese matcha that we get. Um, and I don't know what, <laughs> I doubt what Starbucks is doing. But yeah, <laughs> it's what you're mixing it with. And there's two grades of matcha. There's, um, they're ceremonial, which is the stuff that you wouldn't dare mix with anything other than just 175 degree water. In fact, you don't even do boiling water like most teas at 200 or 210, because it, again, it'll scald the tea. Um, and then there's culinary matcha, which you can mix it with smoothies and things like that. So if you're ever looking to purchase matcha and you see there's always going to be, it's they're going to call it ceremonial, which is the higher grade, or they'll call it culinary. Okay, cool. So as someone who will now look for matcha, do you have a place that you would recommend that I should go look to buy this? Yeah, there's, um, there is um, a place actually out of Durham. Um, it, and let me see if I can pull up there. Yeah, if we can, if you can pub their website, I mean, we're all local here today. So let's uh, help out another. Yeah, yeah, company. let's, let's, I'll, I'll send it. It's Arteo, but I'll get you their like site and everything. And then you can tag it. And I'll put it in the show notes. Account. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So obviously it kind of comes back to my whole vitamins and supplements conversation, like where you get them from and how they're made makes a world of difference going from Walmart to going to a reputable seller. Yeah. for stuff you're putting in your body. So I imagine the same thing for matcha and all that. Um, yeah, exactly. Where do you get your uh, fruits and vegetables from to make your drinks? Um, personally or for the business? Uh, well, let's just say for the business. <laughs> for the business, we get um, it from everywhere. So we'll get it from, we get it from Cisco and Cisco has like a, a, or like a higher end, like unprocessed um, subsidiary of Cisco called Fresh 
Point or I think it's Fresh, Fresh Point. And so Cisco is our, a big supplier of ours. And then um, uh, Mountain Rose Herbs is another one. They're an organic fair trade company out of, um, I think, the Midwest. And then um, Multiple Organics. So these are all like commercial um, suppliers that, that send us stuff. Not every single thing we have is organic. It used to be that way. Um, now it's not because it would have made our prices probably like double what they are right now. And they're already people find them high. And so um, we're like, we we're organic where we can and where it really, really matters, like apples, carrots, things like that. Like the difference is, is massive. And so we always want to go organic, you know, as much yeah. as we can. With no, the powders and stuff, it's easier to do. Okay. Yeah. You know, what's funny is a couple of weeks ago, my girlfriend, uh, who's actually done this juice cleanse with Riley Rob before, uh, she brought over her juicer and she brought a bunch of fruits and vegetables and made me a juice. It was delicious. And she handed me the, the, the glass. It was maybe half full or maybe or full. And she goes, you look at everything we just put into a juice. Now you know why it costs so much. Every I always say, if you juice at home, then you'll never gawk at the prices <laughs> because it's it probably very costs true. You about nine dollars. I mean, because for us, at least we get a price break for the volume. But like, and then also our juicers are very efficient, so we can get better yield. But yeah, they're very very expensive. <laughs> yeah, that really did kind of open up my mind. And then you have to clean it immediately. Who wants to? I don't, yeah. I would not want to clean that every day. I got yeah. awesome bottles right here, great labels. Your branding is awesome. So, um, another thing is too is like, how often would you recommend someone to do this? Hey, how many times a year? I maybe t- twice a year. I mean, again, it's, it's different for everybody. Some people, like, if you're vegan, your body's already like really, you know optimized to eat this way if you're not vegan it might be much harder you know and so you gotta really listen to your body i know like people are looking to be told by an expert like myself like what they should do and i think the best experts are the ones that that don't give you an answer and that they put the questioning back on you find out what works for you. And like, I know that a magic bullet cure or a response to that question is going to be more satisfying to an audience, but it's just not what I found works. And like, I know people who cleanse with us every month. Mm. I know people who are on subscriptions that they don't cleanse because um, there's also a massive advantage to just having supplementing with juice and not doing a cleanse. That's what I do. I have about three juices a day all year long. Hmm. I mean, you know, are you going to get more, are you going to get more fitness out of spending one insane hour in the gym a month or just doing like a good 30 minute routine every other day? Right. And so that consistency to me is more valuable than a cleanse. I think the cleanse only offers value when you're looking for the discipline or the elimination aspect, or just a big introduction of nutrients because you've been nutrient dense or if i like back in my party days like when i come back from like a long bender i would do a cleanse (laughs) and like it would help like reset but i mean i'm a big proponent and this is again it's against my own financial interest i'm a big proponent proponent of the smaller quantities more consistently and and as with everything as i mentioned with exercise with everything Mm -hmm. less more consistently that's more habit forming and you're building the habits you want, like spend 
a hundred for a subscription a month instead of 150 on a cleanse spend less and like i might lose money but again that's i <laughs> i i trust people who give me advice that like are i could tell that it's actually for them you know? yeah no i honestly really appreciate that and it makes a lot of sense kind of like that whole metaphor you just used with the gym like your body yeah. is the ultimate machine you want to keep fueling it properly yeah. keep the maintenance up you know so you don't because you don't want it to deprive like you give it all of these awesome micronutrients and then you're depriving it of let's say like the the healthy mcts that come from coconut oil or the vitamin d that comes from like grass-fed meats and things like that so. so what you just said maybe perhaps is against your best interest as far as the cleanse but maybe you just gained another few hundred people to come in there and get more maintenance so yeah, maybe some subscriptions you yeah. know that's what we ultimately want because that leads to better health anyways yeah. um so out of curiosity, I am drinking six bottles. We'll talk about the order here in a second, but I have six bottles per day for the next three days. Do you have any idea about how many calories or so I'm taking in? I really don't know. Yeah. Um, once you remove the fiber, like you can't do like a whole macro test like you could if it was a smoothie, mm -hmm. then it would be easy. I could tell you down to the very specific number, but I can tell you that without doing an actual lab test where we sent, send it in, which is like a thousand dollars per blend. So we've never done that. It's somewhere around 200, okay. a little bit more for the cash box because it's cashews, higher, higher calories and the... Um, the ones like the quest or the morning glory has like more, a little bit more because it has more fructose. Okay. So, yeah, so like 12, 12 to 1400 calories in a day. Okay. Um, also not good for, I don't know how tall you are. How much do you weigh? 5'10, 150, 160. Yeah. So like, that's not terrible, but like, you don't want to go that low for a long period of time. That's way, right. like you, you probably need, I'm guessing you probably need around 1800 calories a day. Exactly. Yep, yeah. exactly. And I'm pretty into fitness and working out. Another question I was going to ask you too, is about like, what do you recommend for someone as far as their fitness and working out while on a cleanse? Then, so then you do the math and like, again, it's approximate math, but you could do um, the eight a day cleanse right? Mm -hmm. For that reason, because then mm -hmm. you're going to be right in that 16 to 18 range. Um, you could do that. And you could also take like um, a spoon, a tablespoon of coconut oil, that'll mm -hmm. give you some good calories in it. it'll give you some fats. And it's not necessarily like, um, you know, breaking the fast, it's not, it's not reengaging the digestive system so much. So that's a good, good thing to do. And do you recommend I peel back at all on my workouts or keep it cranked mm -hmm. up? Or what do you think? I would peel back. Yeah. And okay. then just kind of listen, listen to your body. But yeah, I would go like, um, you know, if you're doing 80, going in at 80% every day, like meaning not doing one rep maxes. So you're probably like 80%, right. then maybe, maybe you're going in at like 50% um, for that cleanse. Okay. Like I do recommend you still stay active while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it, it also take advantage of the, the newfound time that you're yeah. not spending prepping thinking you, you might be thinking about food, but <laughs> prep, prepping food and eating food and spend that. This is and again, going back to evolution, like there's a reason you feel so good when you're intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. men would wake up and have to go find food. And so what's, what's going to naturally happen to the body. If it's, if you're constantly sending it neurological signals that if it doesn't eat, it's going to die. Mm -hmm. Well then every single 
sense is going to get heightened, your ability to see, your ability to focus, your ability to hear, your ability to move, all of these things. That's why we, we report that when we do intermittent fasting, we get our best work done is because everything is acutely focused on getting shit done because it's life or death according to what your your archaic mechanisms are thinking. Right. I've heard that. I've heard that the, the brain works better when it's hungry and it's searching for food, which is so weird because we were taught growing up to eat your breakfast, to be ready for your tests and homework that day. Uh -huh. you know? And then what did we do when we got to school? We were like, uh, we're in a coma. I remember I, I'd be excited because I, I got to see the homies on the bus and everything, but then I get to class and yeah. I'm out and I'm like, yeah. man, I was good until I ate. Yeah. It's hard enough to get good messaging out. It's even harder to reverse the messaging we were told our whole lives. It's, uh, it's near impossible. Sure. Um, sure. So the thing I love about your bottles, besides the names and the cool logo and everything, is you have the numbers on it. You make it really easy. One, two, three, four, five. I'm doing the six. How did you come up with the order of how I'm going to consume these nutrients? We wanted to um, have your morning juice feel like that nice orange juice in the morning so it's like a really nutrient dense orange juice is your first one and then we also wanted um to separate the the blood sugar levels by spacing out like not having some that are too fruit forward together mm -hmm. and then you're ending at night with a nice dessert that tastes kind of like you know, that vanilla and, you know, no, I know what it tastes like because yeah. I've actually had that before. Yeah. And someone told me it was a few years ago. I stopped in cause I used to work down the road from you and they're like, you should try this one. It tastes like the milk from cinnamon toast cinnamon crunch. Toast crunch. Exactly. And that's my favorite cereal of all time. So I signed up immediately. I was like, yeah, that yeah. is freaking, I cannot wait till tonight to drink that. Yeah, I'll be honest that, with you. And that's, that's cool. We leave that at the end is like this treat at the end. So, uh, so to answer your question is it was, a like a little bit of like it's nice to have a, an orange a glorified orange juice with carrot ginger apple in the morning and it's nice to end on that and then most importantly you want to have your green juices and your roots juices intermittently dispersed throughout the day okay. so that way your your blood sugars aren't going all your blood sugar levels not going everywhere that's good to know because obviously like you put the numbers on for a reason it wasn't just here have at it so i was kind yeah. of like okay there's a reason behind this there's a method behind this madness so i was curious to know how that would benefit me so yeah. that's great you take so much detail and thought into everything you do yeah. um so here's here's a random question i just wrote down was you talked about like supplements and powder form and smoothies and stuff like that. I'm a constant maker of smoothies at home. And a lot of people listening probably are too. What are maybe a supplement and or two that you would recommend adding to a smoothie that maybe people aren't? Um, so I'm very unique in the sense that I try to avoid all supplements and try to find them in their whole food form. One that I can't find just to give you an answer is maca is really hard to find maca maca is okay. a peruvian root adaptogen so an adaptogen is is what it, it balances you if you're not in homeostasis let's say your hormones are too far in this direction it'll bring you here if they're too dark here they'll bring you here so like it it's it's it knows it senses what you need and it kind of harmonizes you um it's also big in vitality so like um sex uh, fitness, working out. It was always used for like the Tirajua, which was a, uh, a Mexican um, back when it was before it was actually Mexico, but like that land south of uh, the States over like hundreds of years ago, they would run not 
um, uh, not a marathon of 26.2, but they would run over hundreds of miles in a day. And maca and chia seeds were two things that were big parts of their diets. Wow. So chia seeds is good because chia seed is easy. It is dry and it's already in its whole food form because it's just a seed and it hasn't been taken out of its raw form. So that's a really good one. It's also good for omega-3s and protein, especially if you're not getting a lot of protein from meats. So if I were to give you two, it'd be maca and chia seeds. That's awesome to know. And you brought up Peru. So I got hooked on the um, Netflix documentary Down to Earth. I don't know if you've seen that with Darren. You know what Darren Aline is? No. I'll, I'll send you his information. He's like a superfood guru expert guy. It's okay. when he traveled around with Zach Efron, but it was, I thought it was really cool. And one of the episodes, I mean, they, they went to a shaman and stuff like that. And he was talking about, um, Kamu Kamu, if you've heard yeah. of that. Kamu Kamu is it's, it's more expensive. So that's why we don't have it at Raleigh Raw. It would make a smoothie like a lot more expensive, but it, it has like eight times the vitamin C of an orange. It's exactly. So yeah. I bought one, I went to Whole Foods and bought the package and media was like, this is freaking cool. This is the stuff I want to know. What stuff yeah. I should be putting in my drinks, I want to know. Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly what it was. Vitamin C was through the roof. And so yeah. I, you know, not just during a pandemic, but just throughout my entire life, but anybody listening during a pandemic who wants to stay healthy and keep healthy, like this is important. I mean, I, I will tell you, I'll, I'll go out and say something controversial right now because it is who I am. I, the reason I don't mess with these vaccines is because they haven't been proven in the way that thousands of years of me observing how these other natural foods have helped. And mm -hmm. it's the reason I don't mess with these masks either. Like I will wear a mask out of respect to someone else who needs me to wear a mask, mm -hmm. but not out of the diluted state that it's actually going to keep me healthy from a vaccine or from right. a virus, from a virus right. rather. It's the work that I do from the moment I get up to the moment I sleep and the quality of sleep that's going to keep me from getting this virus or if I get it from processing it in a way that's healthy. And so when someone tells me that I'm not, you know, and I don't hear this often because I know that many people know how seriously I take health, but if someone out there that doesn't know me thinks that me not wearing a mask or not getting a vaccine is contributing to the spread of this pandemic, like it couldn't be further from the truth because I'm literally obsessed with um, with health way before the <laughs> pand pandemic became an issue. And, and I'm, the other thing I'm obsessed with is connection. And I don't think that health and connection need to be um, exclusive, right? Mm -hmm. They need, they like, once you have the mask and once you tell people to stay far away from each other, then connection and fear, those things contribute to the, to the hurting immune system, right? Um, the vitamin D isn't, is something that you and I are both deficient in. Yeah. Where, where does it come from? Better than food is the sun. Yeah. Right. And so like telling us to stay inside is a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And so I get told, or I haven't, but I could get told that what I'm saying is against um, the public good. And it's not what you're being advised is actually against the public good. And I don't have a dog in the fight. So maybe listen to people who have been obsessing over this and studying this for, for a long time over someone who clearly has monetary gain right. um, for making that advice. Yeah, I don't disagree. I will say the one biggest disappointment of all of this, all the messaging during the pandemic is just not 
like the vitamin D, not to get exercise, eat healthy, all that stuff that really affects your immune system and your yeah. overall health. And maybe, maybe we'd be out of this by now, you know? I mean, the number one comorbidity for COVID is obesity. Yeah. And so you keep McDonald's open and you close the gyms. That's insane <laughs> to me. That's so crazy. They should, if you literally had kept the gyms open, subsidized memberships so people could get healthy for free and then shut down the, the, the restaurants that are hurting people, then, I mean, and I mean, maybe not, I don't want to shut down McDonald's because they're hurting people, but at least give the, the companies like gyms that are helping people a fighting chance. Right. No, I get what you're saying. It's just, we live in a country where so many things are backwards and, just because you grew up that way, you almost have to kind of dive deep what you have done to figure yeah. out that's just not the way it really is. And honestly, on that note, I wouldn't, and most people don't get obsessive like me and go as deep as I, unless we are sufficiently motivated through pain. Mm. You don't just do it because juicing is interesting. It's actually a very boring subject unless you're sufficiently motivated because your father's dying mm. or because you're suffering from a complete lack of will to live life because you need to get fucked up every time just to even feel anything, right? Mm. Like mm. that that's sufficient motivation to start questioning the narrative. And if you haven't gone through a rock bottom, you might not question a narrative. And so then you feel that someone like myself might be a conspiracy theorist because you have no reason to doubt the government, because all they've done in your mind is set you up for success and, and, right. and, and giving you good advice. Honestly, I couldn't say anything better than that. And you've gone through pain and such hardships that a lot of people can't relate to, including myself, but dude, awesome. Like I can't give you any more props than you turning a really shitty situation into your own business to the survival of your dad. And now you're making other people healthy and happier. And now after this conversation, I hope you spread the word even more. It's like you literally took a rock bottom situation and you made it so much better and not just better monetarily for you, which is awesome. But at the same time, like literally better information and better foods and diet and nutrition for so many people. That's freaking fantastic. Thank you. I, I should say though, the, the credit goes to um, the staff that actually does the work and allow me to scale it beyond just myself and my girlfriend at the time who was just a two person operation. It's those guys. Uh, the reason I'm here sitting down while we're in a lunch rush right now is because mm -hmm. we have such an amazing team. And then also because our community had to also believe that this was valuable to them. So like, I know we've been kind of knocking on society for being sheep and being in the dark, but like, there's also, we're in business. So that means that there's a large percentage of people that see value in conscious consumption and human connection. And so they're to credit and then also I'm a very big spiritual like believer in God. And there is no way that we could have gotten through a pandemic being a restaurant and two riots and vandalism and a flooded basement due to the CBS catching on fire during the oh, riot. And all these crazy things happened that all should have been like the last straw and we keep coming back stronger. And I think that's there's a higher power that's out there supporting us to allow us to do good work. That's awesome. And I don't remember the first time I've heard of Raleigh Raw. It's been more than a handful of years ago. Um, but like I said earlier, like everything that I've heard is everybody loves going to Raleigh Raw, um, whether it's the juices, the smoothies, the food, 
Um, so for anybody who is not in the Raleigh area listening to this, I still urge you to go to the website, go to RaleighRaw.com, check it out. And then maybe there's a, a store or a juice bar or anything kind of near you close yeah. to Raleigh Raw. So that way you can kind of compare and contrast. Um, Sharif, obviously. Yeah. Sharif isn't the owner, which is sucks because we got Sharif here in Raleigh. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, like, juicing, juicing, finding your local juice bar is such good advice. Yeah. And do you have any, um, I don't know, desire to expand whatsoever? I don't. And people ask us that all the time. And I think that a lot of the magic is, is, is that we're, my focus is all on this one. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, like, I don't always get it right. Like I, I've disappointed a lot of uh, employees that no longer work for us because of poor management and things like that. And like, just me learning as I go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, I want to do better and I want to get better before I do more. Like to me, I, it's about intensity, not extensity. So like, I just want to do the one thing really, really, really good because if the world out there saw how awesome Raleigh Raw was, cause they had like 30 locations and the employees were being neglected, then like, you're just this thing that's beautiful on the outside and corrosive on the inside. And so to me, I just, I'm always about inside out, inside out and let, let's focus on this and let it permeate out. Maybe if I get it down, then yeah, but, um, but I have work to do on strengthening the internal aspects of our business and the morale and the culture. And I mean, it's good, but I want it to be like unheard of. I want it to be like just so through the roof that everyone's raving about it. So um, internal employees, what, like what an internal employee feels about Raleigh Raw matters to me so much. So that, but if someone's listening to this and they're thinking about getting into the game, I'd be down for consulting or partnering or something, something that wouldn't, that allow me to have a passive role where I wouldn't mm-hmm. have to be actively running the day in and day out operations. Right. No, that's awesome. And I, I completely respect that because, you know, you're not spreading yourself too thin. You want yeah. to see your baby really grow and succeed. And, you know, yeah. fortunately Raleigh is still a boom town. So was Austin, but so yeah. is Raleigh. So yeah. fortunately for that. I mean, once Elon Musk and Joe Rogan started talking about Austin, like it was, it was over. Yep. <laughs> Maybe they'll start talking about Raleigh at some point, but uh, then we'll all be pissed because traffic takes two hours to get to work. So, um, so real quick, uh, I know we're going to wrap up here shortly, but I know, like I just mentioned, food is also part of your menu. Is there any foods that are super important on your menu that we should look to kind of incorporate? Yeah. So that's a great question. Our menu, I created it to be um, friendly to vegan, ketogenic, paleo, um, you can literally evolve it very, very easily to be like the most exciting vegan menu, the most exciting keto menu, high fat, high, or high protein, whatever you want. So it's designed to, to slide into whatever your lifestyle is, but it meets the criteria of gluten-free, soy-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, um, high in fats through coconuts and nuts, and then high in protein through raw fish. So, um, and nuts. And so um, what foods to eat, I would say, think of two things, micronutrients, which is the quality of the vitamins and the nutrients that are in the foods, and then macronutrients, which is the composition of proteins versus fats versus carbs. And so the challenge of the cleanse is it doesn't allow you to honor all the macros, the, mm-hmm. the proteins, the fats and the carbs, it only gives you some fats and some carbs. Maybe the cash buy will give you a little bit of both. But if you can be conscious that you're having a well-rounded 
uh, split of proteins, carbs, and fats, and those that macro friendly comp, uh, composition is done with micronutrient dense foods, then you you're doing the best of both worlds because otherwise you could be on the polar opposite. An example of that would be a vegan who's eating the most nutrient nutrient dense foods, but really gets like you and I gets low vitamin D and doesn't get a lot of protein because they're vegan. They're not eating a lot of meat or the other pendulum. The other side is the bodybuilder who only cares about the macros, Mm -hmm. who's getting super high protein and low carbs so they can shred. And then it doesn't, it could be McDonald's burger without the bread. Right. Mm-hmm. That's going to hit your macros and you're going to look fantastic, but your body's dying on the inside. Yeah. And so how can you honor the two? Right. It's just kind of like I was saying about business. I don't want to be the business that looks great to everybody, but it's corrosive on the inside in terms of culture. Same thing with nutrition. I don't want to be the body that looks good on the inside, but then I'm having visceral fat and like and degenerative disease and autoimmune issues. Right. A lot of the people we look to and we admire on Instagram, they have these gorgeous bodies. They're seriously depressed. Their anxiety is through the roof and they've got crazy thyroid issues and they like and, and everything on the inside is falling apart. But it looks great in a photo. And so then we're like pulling up a chair and we're wondering how could we be more like them? And we're taking advice from them mm. and they're getting paid for that. And their followers are through the roof. And it's just like you're following the wrong people. I appreciate you saying that so much. I agree with that hundred percent. And, you know, I respect your mindset and that's a hundred percent true. It's uh, yeah. Social media and what you see on Instagram is completely different than what you know is going on behind the scenes. So yeah. to have this conversation with you kind of lifts up the hood for what's going on behind your scenes and why you make the decisions you make. And I couldn't be any more grateful for that. Um, yeah, man, so man. do you want to, do you want to take a moment and kind of like, tell the viewers and listeners like what's new with rally raw what what can we expect from rally raw in the future yeah so good timing actually on monday on monday which is what five five about five days away we're finally going to open our dining room back up for the first time since covid great awesome so very excited about that truth be told when i talk about the friction in 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 culture it's because I'm so about natural immunity mm-hmm. and a lot of our staff rightfully so is about um, allopathic medicine, masks and vaccines. Yeah. So I honor them. Um, there's friction because they're working now for a company that was cool that it was about natural immunity when there wasn't a pandemic, but now that there's a pandemic, natural immunity doesn't seem as uh, a potent enough of as a fix for them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so they're wanting something more. And so when I came back from Mexico and I was sitting with shamans and eating, like you said, in Costa Rica, that type of fruits and vegetables was December. And I came back hot and I was like, Hey, we're opening our dining room right now. Let's get back to it. And I was met with a lot of resistance Mm -hmm. and we're not the company that's going to rule with an iron fist. So I backed down and I told them that they can decide when they feel that they can open dining room. Mm -hmm. And they all said that when everyone's vaccinated. So that was six months ago. Okay. Um, And so here we are, the staff themselves has decided (laughs) it's time. And so we'll open on Monday. I'm really hyped about that. That's Um, exciting. And then we're going to, um, we're going to start doing some, we we're also known for doing block parties in front of our store where we shut down the street. So we're going to start getting back into that, getting the basketball tournaments out in the street, um, doing live music, like hip hop and soul DJs and live music out there. 
um, and starting getting that con connection part, not just the consumption part. The human experience is very vital to our business. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, was, like, I feel like Raleigh Raw was hit right in the two things that matter the most with this pandemic, which was like what we consume and how we connect. And so hopefully we can be kind of a beacon or a relief because these things are, are being threatened with the pandemic. Maybe we can offer um, really exciting ways to connect because eating healthy and having fun shouldn't be mutually exclusive. We should fuse it in a way that's sexy and, and awesome and, and, and fun. I couldn't Otherwise, agree more. It's going to be like a sacrifice. Exactly. And the fact that you survived the pandemic and now we're going to start thriving. Again, I think that says a lot about who you are, your company and, and what you guys stand for. So there's a lot of companies that got hit in the, in the gut, like you just said, that it just don't <laughs> exist anymore. So the yeah. fact that you're still here and thriving is awesome. And Thank I can't you. wait to, to be down there. Uh, I'll join you. I'll see you down there. It's great. I also, I love, I've brought my dogs into your place a few times too, previously, which is a dog friendly yeah. place. I love that too. So, yeah. So on that note for anyone listening, um, we've gotten in trouble for that. So, um, <laughs> I can edit we, that out if you want me no, to. No, 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 let's talk about that real quick. We got in trouble for that because a customer called Department of Health. Um, so it's usually customers that 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 have issues. And so our rule is this: spend the eighty bucks or however much it is to get to make your dog a like a personal um, yeah. like assistance dog. And if your dog is licensed, then we can't say no to having them in. And that way we, you can bring in your dog and we don't get in trouble. Okay. Well, that, well any, that's anyone a can do that. <laughs> that's a bomber. But at the same time, at least like you have seating on the sidewalks and you can say you shut down the blocks and stuff too. So you're yeah, still yeah, overall, yeah. overall animal friendly, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so before I let you go, do you want to pub like where we can find you on social media and website and everything? Yeah. I mean, not really. I don't really care about any of that stuff. Um, <laughs> that is awesome. That's the first time I'm going to pub you anyways. I'll post it. I'll post everything in the show notes, but that's, that's a great yeah. response. Yeah. No, I don't care. I mean, if you want to get in contact with me um, because of, you know, for something like important or for any real reason, you can email me at Sharif at com. I have an Instagram. I don't care about it. I, I have a Twitter. <laughs> I don't care about it. Like I'd rather just, again, like really connect. So like, come see me. That actually would be the best. Come That's see so me awesome. in the shop. I'm there every day. So awesome. And I will, as, as a thank you to you, I will post your website. I will post Raleigh Raw on Instagram and stuff. So if anybody wants to thank check you. you out, follow you so they can stay connected with all your events coming up. And if they want to shoot you a message, they can do that. Um, thank you. Yeah, honestly, thank you so much for yeah, taking man. the time to Great do this. You, by the way, you we too. I know we're like 20 yeah. minutes away. So, like yeah. I said, I will stop down. I will say hi. I will give uh, more feedback episodes after how I feel. We can even talk about the juices and whatnot. Um, yeah. I, cool. I honestly, I'm excited to see how the next few days go. Um, I'm not too hungry. I'm two drinks down. As soon as we we click out of here, I'm gonna go grab drink number well, three. Well, you got food in your stomach from yesterday. That's I why did. I wait till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, I ate late last night. My girlfriend yeah. and I had a late meal. I was like, this is our last supper. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tomorrow you'll be hungry. <laughs> Let's make it count. Mind over matter. Yeah, I got this. this. I got this. I'm excited about it too. So once again, thank you so much, and everybody, thanks for for listening to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, take care, man.
Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. And thank you to Sharif Fuad. He is definitely someone I'm going to ask to be on a future episode with all of that crazy knowledge. He was going down the the road to frog venom. I'm going to have to ask more questions about that. But thank you again to Raleigh Raw. Go check them out, RaleighRaw.com. And follow me on Instagram at the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. And please subscribe and leave a review so I can be seen by even more viewers and listeners so I can keep bringing really, really cool and awesome episodes to you all. So once again, thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time on the Pursuit of Happiness podcast.